sound sound good okay sounds decent all right good uh what's going on man uh nothing nothing just here recording on a monday (laughs) yeah recording on a monday um yeah man it was a it was a weekend huh yeah like I wasn't supposed to work, and then I got called into work a bunch of times, which, I mean, it's annoying. Like, I guess this, the setup is kind of annoying because I don't really have set hours. So mm. I just kind of, like, play it by ear. And, like, I can't even, like, it's, like, I know you had stuff going on today, and I can't even get mad because I actually went on this weekend. So it's just, like, yeah. it's just it's been shit. Um How's your week? I mean, the timing has just been off all week for me. Um, like, the rain, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, it's been raining for like two months in Houston. And I work outdoors a lot. So the rain put all that on pause and pushback. And now it's like, I got to check the forecast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on a daily basis. Like I never really thought to do that very often before this. But oh yeah, because we we have we have began like uncharacteristic rain. Like it's Houston has been doing his best Seattle impression for about a couple months even, now. And it's not just the rain; it's the raining and the flooding is the main part because Houston doesn't know how to drain itself. So, well, I mean, but, in Houston defense, we are very like low on the sea level so like that's gonna happen regardless but at the same time yeah it's also it, it gets very floody gets very Did you floody. See, there was a video of some dudes i think it was in new york um that were cleaning all of the trash from out of the street because the streets were flooded but the only reason the streets were flooded is because there was so much shit blocking the drains <laughs> And I was just thinking about like all the shit that I see on the street on a daily basis. I was like, yeah, that's probably the reason why our streets are flooded on a regular basis here too. It couldn't help. It it, it couldn't help by any means. So you know that could be something to that. Uh, um, yeah, but that sucks though. That um, um you were that busy, yeah. Yeah, but you know. It is what it is. Like you said, it's just nature of the beast, right? Um, I watched Black Widow. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. I've not oh. seen it yet. Are you going but, to see it? I mean, I'm going to see it. And I honestly, like, I think I know where it's going. So I, I spoilers aren't really going to get me. I'm going to still watch mm-hmm. it anyway. Because I don't think there's anything that you can really put out there that's going to be like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. I don't, I don't. I don't see Black Widow doing that. Doing that to me. So, like, honestly, I I allow all spoilers. Um, it's not too spoilery. Like, there's not a lot of shit in there that can be spoiled. There's not like, um, you know, nothing that you can't figure out. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. like read the trades and if you pay attention to the credits. Like <laughs> you can pretty much figure out <laughs> the biggest reveal in the movie, right? But I will say that it was so good to be in a movie theater to watch a Marvel movie again, man. Like that feeling in itself was very refreshing. <laughs> like but, I saw people online like getting mad about the fact that are, are we are we doing are we going spoilers or are we are we not doing that? Because I think I have some spoilers too that 
don't know. Yeah, we can, we can go spoilers. Like, if you haven't seen All Black right. Legend, plug your ears for the next 10 minutes or so. I mean, it's like, yeah, I think I, I think I saw people getting mad about Taskmaster being a woman, mm-hmm. which, of course, like, anytime you gen, you change gender, like, people just going to get mad about it. I don't know why these people have to, why these people find the time to get this mad about just insignificant shit like that. It's just, it's just always so weird to me whenever that happens that people, there's always like a sick people just like lose their mind. Mm-hmm. My gripe with Taskmaster in the movie wasn't the gender. It was the usage of the character, right? It's right. kind of the same thing that we said about Kristen Wiig as Cheetah in Wonder Woman 84. Like people that are familiar with the source material know how cool and how like how how taskmaster can fit into the black widow captain america uh mythos right yeah and in this movie like taskmaster was just used as a sort of like a mindless henchman you know and it wasn't wasn't very fulfilling you know as, as someone who knows the character however with that being said i think that the usage of the character works and it plays really well within the movie itself you know like the main big bad is very much i think you can draw um i think you can draw a pretty straight line to the main big bad character in this to like your um like a like a like a a very male chauvinistic misogynist abusive kind of person right and the fact that he took someone who is said to be his daughter even though we don't really know if it's his daughter don't have any confirmation that he ever had a wife or a girlfriend or got anybody pregnant but he said it was his daughter turned her into this you know half cyborg killing machine and just treated her like a you know a a tool you know like he treats all of these young girls like tools, right? Yeah, so it, yeah. it kind of makes sense in that way that he would take someone that he was perceived to have loved and cared for and just turn them into a, a mindless machine. I think in those situations, like people that sh- I, I don't think I think that like maybe in that since they shouldn't have made her Taskmaster, they should just made her like another villain. Like you can you can make another villain. You can like you can make a new person in a movie if you want to do that. Like I don't know why you're not handcuffed to even though it's a Marvel movie. Like you have enough more. Like you have the Red Guardian in it. You have the Black Widow in it. Like you know it's a Marvel movie. You can just add another character to it and just have this be this own its own thing. I think that'd have been fine if they did that. But I guess like they wanted to, you know, have the draw of saying it's Taskmaster in the movie and like just kind of doing it that way, which I think I don't know. Like the way you describe it, I think that character has a use, but maybe that wasn't Taskmaster. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I always think that there's room to introduce new characters, especially in a space where they are, you know, they have that free range to use those characters, right? But I will say that in the, you know, real world reasoning of it, it's probably just so that they can make toys. Because if you look at If you look at Taskmaster, it's a pretty cool looking toy. Like it would make like a pretty badass action figure, man. Pretty badass Halloween right. costume. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. I'm just saying, like, for, I guess for the, I'm just saying for the sake of the narrative, for the narrative purposes, mm-hmm. you can just make another character. I mean, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not gonna get mad that it's a woman or anything like that. But I mean, I was wanting them to be used right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's kind of like my same grip that I had with um with uh Iron Man three. Uh, had the same gripe with Spider-Man 3. Like, you yeah. can't take these, like, big bads and then just kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know, miss you. Like, you just write them wrong. But at the same time, it's just, like, I just feel like also people were just getting mad about Taskmaster because they made it a chick. And I, I think that was most of the vitriol I saw. I saw I saw some of what you were saying, too, about them not using using Taskmaster correctly, but at the same time, I saw most of it just like, you get big at a girl, everything's so woke, and it's, oh, God. And it's like, here we go again with this shit. Yeah, that's always going to be, that's always going to be a fight. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, characters being women, 
have you seen are you caught up on loki i yeah i am i am i am so let's get on record who we each think is the person behind the creation of the tva oh wow we're doing that man yeah okay um person behind the TVA. You haven't thought about it? Like, you don't have a theory? I thought about it, like, um, and I, I, like, I think that it could be, I don't know, another Loki. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a, maybe another Loki. That's, like, the only thing I have. But honestly, like, this show has done so good to keep me in the dark that I'm kind of okay with not having it, not knowing. Like, I'm fine with it. Because, like, even now, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And even with the la- like the last episode we saw, like we felt like we we're getting close to the answers, but I still don't know shit. Like, and it's pretty awesome not to know anything. Like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm enjoying walking in this shit blind. It is enjoyable. Um, I have a theory. I don't think it's right, but it it's kind of fun to play with these theories, um, with these shows and these movies, um, because that's the fun part. That's one of the fun parts about the. Marvel movies is the speculation on who's going to be showing up, right? Yeah, I I don't see a reason why it can't be Wanda at the head of all of this. You don't think he, Wanda, huh? Huh? And the huh. TVA is just like a giant, more controlled version of Westview. Wow, that could be something. But you know? I mean, what about what about the what about all the time stuff though? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel so like we that's- don't. We don't really know where in actual like um, sacred timeline space all of this is taking place. Like this story, the story that we've seen of Loki in like TVA time probably takes place in a couple of days past the events of the first Avengers movie, right? Right. But in sacred timeline space, like maybe it takes a couple of years. Maybe it takes a couple of seconds. Like, we don't really know where they are on the timeline timeline. So maybe yeah. the events of WandaVision have already come and gone, and Wanda is, like, full-on Scarlet Witch, like, figuring shit out from the Dark Book and all that kind of stuff. And then she's taking, like, whatever pieces she can away from the timeline that she thinks will affect her losing her brother, and losing her family and losing vision. So that's why we see Thanos helicopter there because she's picking out Thanos's from like random timelines, right? She's like just putting them back into the void, right? Right. We see the uh we see Quang, the the Avengers Tower as as Quang Q E N G, right? That's the tower that um Tony Stark sold to uh Kang the Conqueror eventually, right? So maybe she's just often different versions of Tony Stark. Maybe she's starting to off like different versions of Thor and the Avengers. And that's when it kind of wakes up Dr. Strange to say like, okay, I need to fix this. And that's kind of where it leads us into the multiverse of madness movie. The next Dr. Strange movie. Huh? Maybe. I mean, that's, that, 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 that's a theory. Like, but honestly, like, you know, when you, when you ask me if I have thought of one, I just like, Honestly, like I'm okay with not knowing. Like I, I, I just want them to to show me. Like I don't even want to speculate because I just like it. Feels like watching Lost before it got shitty. Like <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like you just like it's just questions with questions and you don't know what the answers. Are. I just know that I'm just glad that I know that this has like a, a definitive like endpoint. So that, yeah. like, I know that they're not going to just put, like, I don't know if I can handle Loki having six seasons, because that might be a bit much. So I'm oh, like yeah. that there's, like, a fucking, like, there's a finish line that there's going to be a point that I get most of my questions answered, at least. So I'm just kind of just, like, like, I don't just, so because I have that, like, I know that there's, like, an episode limit, I'm okay with this, like, I could just, I, I could just strap in and wait till, wait for the reveal. I don't need to speculate. Although I will say that I did sniff out that the um that judge Rens that judge Renslayer was kind of in mm-hmm. on the shit because it was very like Mormon like they were like they're it felt like the origin of like the Mormon religion where like that person's like I see this one person and I'll and only I speak for the one like I speak for the timekeepers and like no one else talked for that except for her and I was like this seems kind of weird that only mm-hmm. she can talk to the timekeepers and she's telling everyone else what they're thinking I was like okay this is she's she's he's, she's hella sus but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Someone, uh, Mark Bernardin on Fat Man Beyond made a great point about these sort of Hello. 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 Yeah. I, I can't. Sorry, but I got a. I had a phone call. All right. yeah, what happens. was the last thing that you heard? Um, you said Mark Bernardin from the Fat Man. Being oh, young. yeah. So he made a great point that if you take a show like Law & Order or any of these other procedurals, like you meet the, the murderer halfway through the episode, right? right? There's never somebody revealed at the end where you're like, who is that? Like there's someone that nope. always has a connection to your, your, your primary characters in the beginning of the show, right? So, no, I, I, I would say not even have, but I would say like in the first 15 minutes, like yeah. you meet the murderer. Like it's mm-hmm. really just kind of like they kind of wrap this shit up easy for you. Yeah, you meet him very early on, right? So, so the most famous guy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the most famous guy in the, in the show. Like if you have an episode of Law and Order and all of a sudden like you see like, I don't know, um, Dean Kane. <laughs> it's going to be Dean Kane. Like he's going to be the murderer. It's always Dean Kane. It's always Dean Kane. A fucking guy but like you got to have somebody that makes sense for the characters to are the, the characters are familiar with right so if it if it does end up being kang the conqueror like that's going to be cool for comic book fans but in terms of the story like who the fuck is kang the conqueror to loki who the fuck is right. kang the conqueror to the current marvel universe like it doesn't like it's it's he's nobody like he's somebody obviously but he's nobody to the characters involved. It's so, kind of. I mean, if it was Kang, though, it'd be kind of because they've said that Kang is going to have a um, have a role in this cycle and yeah. this force. So I mean, that, this could be his introduction. It's kind of like it'd be kind of like when you saw Thanos grab the gauntlet. You know what I mean? It could be something like that. Yeah, it could be, and that's and that's totally cool too. And then it'll take them some time to introduce Kang and like why he's important to the the timeline and why he's important to the universe and all that kind of stuff. But I also feel like they, like they said, he's going to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp three. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. think that this is something that it it feels to me like they are using these shows as build up for the, the movies. Right. Absolutely. And I think if you take the big bad and introduce him in one of the shows, it takes away from going to see the movies, right? I mean, I don't know. Because, like, if you look at it, because the thing is, like, we're all kind of, like, when, the thing is, like, when we saw, um, you know, Endgame and in, Infinity War and Endgame, I don't know about you, but when I saw at the end of, uh, when I said the end of, like, Endgame, I was like, how do you top Thanos as an enemy? You know, and it's like, and it's like really you like you, but I'm like the way you can do that is by having like a whole setup of a series where this guy literally controls time, right? Yeah. And then you have him at the end saying like, "This is what I can do. Like this is the span of my power. Like I can literally like, like I can literally off different versions of you, and like to have that be the setup for like the big bet. I think that kind of works because like because like that's the thing is like how do you, where do you go from Thanos? And I think yeah. this would be a good setup for that. I don't know if this Kang either, but I'm saying like. The setup to me would make sense. Well, I mean, honestly, like the obvious answer to me is you got to introduce the X Men in some in some form or fashion, and then after that, you got to introduce the, the Fantastic Four. So you get Galactus, and you get the Silver Surfer, and then you get Magneto, and then you get you know all these fucking cool characters, right? And having Kang the Conqueror involved in all of that too, like we know X-Men is coming and we know Fantastic Four are coming. Having Kang involved, like, I don't know, man. It makes it a little muddled to me. Like, it, it almost reduces, you know, what he really can do. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you really think about the scope of 
villains that they've been able to use. Like they've used a lot of street level characters. Like the more important ones have been, you know, like we had the Lokis and we had the Killmongers and we had the, you know, the Red Skulls. Like these are, you know, characters that don't have a ton of magical, mystical power. But fucking Kang? Like Kang is a fucking force, dude. I know. I know. So it's like, I mean, I, so I think like with a, with a, with a, with an villain that powerful, right? Like it would make sense that you need X Men. It would make sense that you need all these other things because it's just like, and 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 in this story of Loki, it's like, look at what I've done so far. Like I have literally, like I literally, I'm literally rewriting time at this point, yeah. and which is like, I mean, how do you beat that? You know what I'm saying? It's like you need. Like I think it allows you to branch the Marvel universe to like the scope that you want because all you want to do is make it bigger, right? Yeah. This makes it bigger. Like, so I mean, to me, it it tracks, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm okay with not knowing. Also, like I hope I could be totally wrong, and that's perfectly fucking fine because I'm being entertained anyway, and it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're spending a lot of time on Loki. Um. Did you see the news about Darnella Frazier last week? Who's that? Darnella Frazier was the girl that filmed the murder of George Floyd and posted it to Twitter. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And her uncle last week was killed by a police officer in Minnesota during a high-speed chase. Um, Her uncle was just in his car um, and in the police officers were chasing somebody else after a stolen vehicle. Um, I think it was through the suburbs, actually. Like, it wasn't even on the freeway or anything like that. And they struck uh, her uncle's car and killed him. Um, that's gotta be... Like, I can't even... I can't even comprehend that. I mean, because it, feel, it feels like it's... Like, it's a, it's a, that's a... That's a... That's a random act, though. You know, like, it, but it's strange that it's happened that way. It is really strange that it happened that way. Because, like, I, I, I don't think, I don't know if you can, like, stage a high speed chase to make it to the point that, you know, like, I, I don't know if I can say, like, I, I don't want to be conspiracy on this guy. It, it, it feels very, it feels random. It is, it is. I'm not trying to, like, insinuate that it was a targeted attack or anything like that. Right. But what right. I'm saying is that, like, you know, we've seen our fair share of high-speed chases in this city. You know? That's the summer. And That's like summer months. The summer. Yeah. But you also you also see that they're not necessarily high-speed chases. <laughs> you know, they're not like they <laughs> like you get a guy who's on the freeway and he's going, you know, maybe 80, 90 miles an hour. And then the cops that are behind them are going 75, 80 miles an hour. They're not like necessarily trying to chase him to pin him down or anything like that. They chase them until they run out of gas or they make a turn or they exit the freeway or anything like that. They don't try to like run down the car. They especially don't necessarily do it if it's a stolen vehicle. That was the other part that was weird to me. Like usually if there's a high speed chase, it's somebody that stole something else and ran off in a car or they have somebody hostage or they shot something and they ran off. They don't necessarily go after somebody that just stole a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Like That is weird that they would just go after. I mean, I guess because I, I, I there's no is it is it footage of the chase because that's another thing too because I've no nah, I didn't see any video of the chase or anything like that. Yeah, because a lot of times when I see like high speed chases, the police usually kind of hang back a bit, mm-hmm. and like they just kind of like either they don't like I guess they try they try to make it as safe as possible. Like they'll lay down spike strips, or you know, or they'll do the thing where they probably like try to spin you out, you know. Like, but they're, but like, they're not really like on you. On you. It's not like Grand Theft Auto where they're just like, you know, trying to like run you off the road, but they'll like do like kind of like in maneuvers, trying like spin you out, or they'll just kind of hang back and, you know, try to see where you're going to go or whatever. But yeah, for a high speed chase through, and that, that is weird. Um, and I don't know the protocols on that, on like a high speed chase through a neighborhood or how that would work, but yeah. It's weird that it happens to that. It's weird that she was, she is like, like for her to have this happen to her. That it's it's just it's it's 
crazy. It's a crazy coincidence. It's what is awful. coincidence? Yeah, it's, it's awful, awful coincidence. But yeah, I I just like when I saw that I was like, holy shit, and I felt like to just tell the world that like, you know, what I mean, like this some of it like I know we were talking about like what more are you doing to keep the pressure on the police to actively try to reform or defund or whatever the fucking term is you want to use to actually instill some change. But like the work hasn't even started yet. Like this is, this is like ground central for this shit. And they're not even like trying to fix the shit up there in Minnesota. So like, what does that mean for all the other police precincts around the country? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean that, but that's kind of we kind of saw that coming when you were asking for when people were asking for reforms and you kept getting all these other concessions, right? Like you saw that was like I I don't know if, I don't know if anyone else saw, it, but I kind of saw that this wasn't going to really change the police how the police move, you know? Because like police unions are still gonna be what they are, like um, well acquired immunity is gonna still be what it is, and you know like unless those things are changed, then it's gonna be what it is. So. I mean, when you see that they're not they're not taking any steps towards doing that, like I mean, they they outlawed chokeholds, so they so they took away one way to kill you out of the hundred and eighty seven other ways that can kill you, right? Um, but you know, so it's like when you see that the the main thing that the main thing that lets police operate how they um operate is like the police unions. And like acquired immunity or whatever, so like wait, unless those things are addressed, this is going to be what it is. And yeah. so, I mean, I, I I don't know the protocols of police of how police are supposed to go down in Minnesota, so I can't even really comment on if they did this right way or the wrong way. I think that I, I think that you probably should de-escalate the situation because if a, a stolen vehicle is, I, I'm I mean it's not my car, but it feels like this kind of I feel like a wife shouldn't be lost over a stolen vehicle, though. You know, like, that happens a lot. Exactly, exactly dude. Like, yeah, let so the insurance take care of that shit. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I just felt like, yeah, I felt like there probably should have been more restraint involved in my personal opinion. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the protocols work for police chases, so I really can't comment in depth on how that's supposed to go. Um, um. Yeah. Have you been keeping up with sports recently? Have you been keeping oh, up with the athletic competitions? I watched uh you I watched UFC two sixty four. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Um I like I was actually underwhelmed by the card at first. I wasn't gonna buy it, honestly, because like outside of like Connor and Deporia, I was like I saw like Greg Hardy on the card. I'm like, Greg Hardy's not a main he's not a main eventer in my mind. Like he's not. That he's, ended he, up being that ended huh? up being worth that ended up being worth the watch though, huh? It actually was because um yeah like he fought this guy Tai Tuivasa, who's actually very entertaining. Um he came out like he came out to the Spice Girls, and he right. drank beer he drank he drinks beer out of boots and shoes, so that was cool. And like he came out I think it was the first round, and like Greg Hardy um Greg Hardy caught him one time and rocked him. But um, I guess, but then Hardy got a little bit too eager, and and um, Tuivasa re- rebounded and hit him with like the perfect counter, and took his lights out. And that was the first KO that Greg Hardy ever got, right? Yeah, watching Greg Hardy take a KO is never going to be something I want to enjoy. I mean, just yeah. because, like, aside from him being like just a monster of an individual to the women in his life, um. He just kind of speaks out of turn. Like he was talking shit about um, Derek Lewis, who is a who is who is Houston's own. The beast. We love we love we love Derek. We love the black beast in Houston. So he he was talking shit about Derek Lewis, which I'm like, which is out of pocket because Derek Lewis has been doing MMA for a while, and you kind of just got here. Mm-hmm. So really, just kind of staying in your lane. Like I know you're probably drawing up heat, and that's the thing why that's the reason why he was on the card because he was a heat guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he's a guy that people want to see fall. And I mean, if you want to see someone fall, like you saw that, because like I mean, the counter he caught was just—it was perfect. Yeah, like, he felt pretty hard. Yeah, he, yeah, it was a perfect. It was a perfect counter and uh, knocked him out. Dude celebrated. Um, he drank. He he sat on the top of the um, 
of the cage, poured beer into a shoe, drank the beer out of the shoe. Very, like, very hot celebration, but I can get behind it. Yeah, no, like I no, I the guy, like the guy is, I don't know, he's kind of like he reminds me like if Kuku painted the MMA, like he reminds me of that. Like that's kind of what it looks like to me. Um, but see, so yeah, speaking of heat guys, you also saw the main event with Connor and Dustin. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it was it sucks how it ended with the with the leg break, but honestly, like that, like Connor can it gave Connor an out to say that oh this is why I lost, but he was going to win that fight, dog. Well, at the end of the fight, he was doing the interview and talking about Dustin Poirier's wife, yeah. which everyone seemed to think was really out of pocket. So extremely out of pocket. Very out of pocket, but completely on brand for Conor McGregor. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, this like this is what this is this is what gets him to like the big main events and stuff. It's this kind of behavior, but and that's what I was gonna, I, I was going to say because like, that's why I like, and I know that you like the showmanship of like, you know, like you like fighters to be stars and everything. Mm-hmm. I get, I, I get that. But the reason why it like, because the reason why it doesn't work as well as it does in wrestling, because in wrestling you can, you can perform, but you can have people that can prop you up. Right. Like you got people that can really just prop a star up to be what they want them to be. Like you could have other performers make that person look good in the mm-hmm. fight game. No one's trying to make you look good. Like everyone's trying to get up on their own anyway. So like no one's gonna try to prop up Connor. Like Poirier's not gonna get in there trying to make Connor look good. He's not. That's not what he's there for. He, I mean, he's there to beat Connor. And right. like you have so like to be that guy, you have to be the man. Like you really have to be that person. So because uh, if you try to fake the funk, at some point someone's gonna show you show you what you are. And I don't even think I don't think Connor's a bad fighter. I just think that like he hasn't fought enough, and like he's in a division of just dogs that are that pretty much. Have, at this point, surpassed him. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I think it's a good. I think he's still a good fighter, but I don't think he's evolved enough. Like I think because Dustin Poirier from their from their first fight, he is a totally evolved fighter now. Like, and I think he's leaps and bounds ahead of Conor McGregor in terms of like just in, in terms of just what he can do. And I think you saw the press conference; like you can see that. Like he's not he's not pressed about Conor's antics. Like he's not worried about this dude. I will say from a casual fan's perspective, the glitz and glam of the Conor McGregor era has faded entirely. You know, like I'm not interested in watching Conor McGregor fight anymore. I'm really not interested in hearing anything that Conor McGregor has to say because now we know the game, you know, like we know that he doesn't really say things that is on his chest. He just says things that he knows will get attention. And that's all fine and good for people that will buy into that stuff. But, you know, like, I don't necessarily want to see a guy talk shit for the sake of talking shit. I want to see a guy talking shit because he really wants to kill the other guy standing across him. And I don't get that from Connor anymore. You know, like, I see that from dudes like, you know, Masvidal and Khabib and, uh, you know, John Jones, I guess you could say. But, like, Conor McGregor, I'm not buying into the to the character anymore. Like, I know he's not really built like that on the inside. Like, he's just a really good talker and a pretty good, pretty skilled fighter. Well, then, uh, that, like, when, the, when, when those L's start mounting up, too, like, we start catching all these L's, it's like, People start looking right. like, you know, why are you even here? Like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Right. Um, did you, did you watch any of that soccer shit? <laughs> soccer shit? Yeah. <laughs> that was a big no. deal because I saw, I, saw a video of a, I saw a video of a nude man with the flag of England, like, over his head. And he was just, like, gyrating, completely nude, in public. And... I don't know much wow. about. It. I know that if I see a guy doing that in in favor of his team, this this game was probably a pretty big deal. So, did you watch any of it? <laughs> I did not watch any of it. Like, I mean, I don't like. I'm not that big on soccer, and I know being an Nigerian, like, that's gonna make some people like lose their minds. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just not that big on it, to be honest with you. Like, uh, but like you said, he, he was he was he was uh, in the, in the England flag and gyrating like that. Yeah, yeah, fully nude. 
I know they took an L though, so you did a lot to take an L for that, dude. Like you're out here naked, just in the flag with a big old L. Just but see, here's the thing that I don't understand is that they both ended up scoring one goal, but Italy win. I guess they had like a they, they, had, they had a shootout. They had a is shootout, that what right? Yeah, like when it's tied, they have a shootout. So like, oh, okay. I didn't see that. All I saw was the score, and it said one-one, but Italy was the winner. And I was like, "How does yeah, that?" It was a shootout. I think they lost a shootout. Um, I think I heard about the losing the shootout, but yeah, no, no, like soccer fans are just they're 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 bizarre, man. They are just the most. Like, I I don't I know I don't talk shit about fans a lot, but soccer fans are probably the most bizarre. Like they all have riots, and they will like literally just fucking burn shit down over a soccer game. And it's weird because it's like, it's just like, if all sports are just sports, like nothing, like no venue should burn down because of a sports outcome. Like that's just weird to me. So like, and, and like soccer just has just like the most ravenous fans you could ever find in any sport. I think there's a little more attached to it, though, because you're talking about, like, countries. You know what I'm saying? You're talking, like, old-world countries that have, like, lots of history to one another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's still like, soccer. You know what I'm saying? No, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I get wrong. what you're saying. I get what you're saying about the part of like, this story country, but I, it's it's soccer. Like, it's a ball it, It's a ball on a grass field that you're kicking into a net. Like, that. Like ultimately, that is what it is. And, I like, get you're, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, 100, I'm 100% with you. But, like, now, factoring that a lot of these guys will watch these games in bars, right? Right. You start, you start having a couple of pints, right? You start talking <laughs> to your mate. You start talking to your mate. And then now, all of a sudden, it goes from you're talking about the game to now you're having, like, a xenophobic talk about <laughs> what, the, what, the, what the Romans did to their people you know, saying like 900 years ago, whatever the fuck, <laughs> those, those dirty Italians think that they're so great. Like you really start having these conversations that evolve from a soccer game, you know what I mean? And then now yeah. you go outside and the next thing you know, you're nude standing on a table with the English <laughs> flag Like it happens so fast. That's uh, that, uh, like, I like how you explain that trajectory to the being naked with the flag on you because I think that trajectory kind of, you added some context to that trajectory because like I now now I see that guy's evening before he had the flag on him. So right, right, yeah, that's like what happened. Um, speaking of Nigeria, you are Nigerian. How proud of you that the Nigerian basketball team beat the U- U.S. basketball team in an exhibition game? L- l- listen, listen, listen. Now, I'm a proud Nigerian, right? Mm-hmm. Proud, but I'm also a realist. So, honestly, I didn't even watch the exhibition game, mm-hmm. but I saw the score and I was just like, "Huh?" Because did like, you, you, did you see the photo of Preci- Precious Achua uh, denying KD at the rim? I saw that. I saw that. That was a beautiful. That. that was a beautiful photo, man. It was like that's a poster. That's a poster. That's a poster. That is a poster. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't. Because like, I, I just don't know how I would imagine like having Dame Lillard and Kevin Durant on like a starting lineup, you know, and and and, and us taking the dub. Like, no, I I think it's amazing. I think it's great. I just I was I just didn't I just didn't see it coming. And I can't say I saw it coming. Like I'm, I can't be like, oh yeah, we had this. Like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm happy that we won though. That was it was it was pretty fun to watch, especially since the you know, precious plays for the Heat, and you know, he's getting a lot of reps in. So, um, I'm yeah, kind of happy. happy he got his shine on that one. We're, so we're looking, we're looking at Bam, kind of like we're looking at Bam, like, oh, um, hey, uh, where you, where, what are you doing over there? Are you, like, you got the wrong jersey on, dude. Like, that's. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, if he had joined the Nigerian team, like it would, like you guys would have been a real problem. I mean, I think, but I think people should. I think that them beating um, the um, U.S. team is something. I think. I think that. I think that that shows that there's some talent there, because you can't just beat. Like, I mean, was the, was the U.S. team maybe bad of sorts? Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll like t- t- only time will tell. Like how they rebound from that. But I mean, you can't. You can't. No one can write off them beating 
know, the the U the um Team USA because like who beats Team USA like that doesn't happen very often so. Right. But let's talk about the most important competition of last week, the National Spelling Bee. Man. Um, we witness greatness every year with this. Yeah. With these kids, they go up there and they spell words that I don't even know exists. Same. Um, and I and I was and I wasn't spelling bees in in, in elementary school, so like. Right. Yeah. So it just it just goes to show you that like each generation they just get smarter and smarter. But this they year, they really do. This year, the crown was taken by uh, Zyla Avant Garde. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah, so I think it's her last name. Yeah, her last name is pronounced that way. Is it Zyla? Yeah. Um, what a remarkable individual this young lady is, huh? Like when I saw her win the um. Uh, the uh, spelling bee, I was impressed already, and then like I did, apparently, they could do a deep dive on her, and apparently, she also has like dribbling like three, three Guinness Book World Records of dribbling. Yeah, she's dribbled the most balls simultaneously ever, right? And like I, this picture of her, this picture of her dribbling blindfolded, her dribbling on like a unicycle. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. And, but then I saw her like, and her, I saw her mixtape. Mm-hmm. Yo, she, 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 the girl is nice. The girl is nice have, with the rock, bro. They need, listen, they need to bring her to the All Star, the NBA All Star game next year, and just have her cook during the uh, skills she, competition. She's like in eighth grade, and she is just like giving people work in this in this tape. I'm just like, yo. This, she's nice with the rock, yo. Like she, man. She's the first hey. black girl. She's the first black girl to ever win the spelling bee, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. Like they're gonna write books about her. And shit, like you can't. I like honestly, I couldn't even think. Of, I couldn't make up a character like that. No. Like. No. Like did you see? Did you see? Did you see the mixtape? Did you see how I her? her no, no, I, I saw the mixtape. Her pushing the, the rock. Pushing her through the traffic, but with the step back, like she's one of nice dog. She's one of one, dude. Like the handles are nice dog. I'm like she's in eighth grade. Eighth grade. She's, eighth, she's in eighth grade, and she's and she's handling like and she she plays basketball at that in the eighth grade, yo. Like she's out here looking like Kyrie. Crazy man. It is crazy, but That's shout crazy, out to her, man. Like, that, no, so like I don't like I don't get how kids are this is talented. Like I don't. Like I was like when I was in eighth grade, like I was just trying to like I don't know, turn in my homework on time, and like she's winning spelling bees and just being nasty with the rock, dude. Like just she's nasty with it, man. I will say that when I was a kid, and I only just I only remembered this recently because I saw somebody on TikTok doing it too, but I used to do this thing where I I stacked coins on my elbow, and I would try to like. (laughs) Put my arm down and try to catch them at one yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? I'm and there. I remember, I think I did like one time, I did like th- like three dollars worth of dimes one time. <laughs> and it, I was like super impressed by it. And my mom and my dad were just like, okay, that's cool. But like they never once were like, hey, let's film this and send this into like America's <laughs> Home, Funniest Home Videos or something like that. Like they never tried to like, make me famous off of it or something like that. But there might've been a point where I was the greatest coin elbow flip catcher in the entire world. And I never knew it, you, you know, didn't capitalize, you didn't capitalize on it. Didn't, didn't capitalize, capitalize on it. Man. Yeah, man. It's, it's like, but let this be a lesson to any, anybody out there with kids, or if you yourself are a kid, like if you do a weird thing, like if you do something that like, you don't really see a lot of other people doing like jug like uh, dribbling balls on a unicycle or catching coins on your elbow. Like film that shit and put that shit on the internet because you never know like who's who like who hasn't done that yet. You know what I mean? But now this girl is just straight up balling though. She's straight She's... up balling. Um, Milwaukee was able to come back and win a game. Yeah. In their series against the net, uh, <clears throat> against the Suns. Um, are you still picking Suns in six? 
Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I still pick Suns in six. I okay. mean, if they're, 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 they're going to get one, it's going to be this one, I would think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's your first game back home. Like, I, I you have to win that game. Like, I, I, I don't see you losing that yeah. game. I agree. I think it's I, – I still pick Suns in seven, but um, I was glad to be – I was glad to see uh, – Giannis get his uh get his form back and and dominate the game the way that he's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Um so let's talk let's talk let's tell people about the cool thing that we have going on at the end of the week this week. Okay, yeah. So we're doing uh we're doing a live read of Mortal Kombat Armageddon. No, Annihilation. Annihilation, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Wrong A word. Wrong A word. Yeah. We're teaming up with No Redeeming Qualities and Cult 45 and a bunch of other content creators here in Houston. And we're going to be down at White Cup Entertainment off of Navigation Boulevard. And we're going to be doing a live read of the script to one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, it's really bad. It's, it's super hor- it's super horrible but we did a um we did sort of a uh, rehearsal dry run yesterday and it ended up being really funny it was a lot of laughs so if you guys are bored on Friday July what is it 16th um down at uh White Cup ENT you can come check us out we're going to have free beer it's a free event so don't worry about like door charges or anything like that um but it'll be a lot of fun and you can check out the details on our Instagram page. Actually, I did end up posting it. I broke the silence for the first time in I don't know how many weeks. But the latest post has all the information on there. And yeah, it'll be really cool. It'll be the first ever live-esque date your take. So if you want to come down and witness history, now's your chance. Oh, fuck. Please tell me all that came through yeah yeah no i'm here i was just yeah. I, I, I had nothing to add to that i was just like mortal combat annihilation like i think i saw that movie like i think i saw like maybe half of it on tv and i was like i, I couldn't I, I couldn't get through it it was really it bad does not, it does not hold up man like it didn't, hold, it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't hold up when it came out so no. <laughs> like it's probably even worse to look about, at now everything about it sucks like the script sucks the characters suck the special effects suck everything sucks man yes yeah, it's really bad um do you have anybody for the spotlight this week i'm still like just watching the the little girl mixtapes online so it's probably just her like i'm sure i'm sure she's gonna be because she just wants to be in WNBA. so i'm sure you're gonna see her in college at one point can't wait for that i can't wait to see avant-garde i'm like i don't know you conjured or something like that oh my god how cool would that be dude like oh, she's good she's the jersey's coming it's coming. Yeah, dude. That story's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, no, like that like she like she's going to play for some school. And like she you're, you're gonna see her like in college in, in women's college hoops. And then you're going to see her in the WNBA. Like I don't I, I like that kind of skill to be able to play like in the eighth grade now, like it's just that's a game to me. So like yeah, she's gonna be in the league at some point. Dude. And she's going to be able to make money off of her name, image, and likeness. Yep. Which is going to be even more dope. Yep. What a name for a jersey. Avant-garde. Avant-garde? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the name of a bar, like, down here. <laughs> I know. And that's, that, that's, that's her actual name. It's going to be on the that's back of her jersey. That's sick, dude. Um, do you have an education? It's a personal one. Um, I, I'm working hard this week. And, like... I have to like deal prescriptions and I have to like call doctors and stuff. I am, I think that people think that I'm a cop or something. And I just <laughs> want to tell people that I don't care enough about you to be a cop. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't, because I think people think that, like, when I tell people to call a doctor on a prescription, they think that I'm power tripping. And like, yeah. let's, and let's get one thing clear. Like, I've came on here and talked about having to field a complaint about me going to lunch. I know where my power is. It's at fucking zero. So there's right. no power ship here. I have to do this for my job. And I don't care enough about you or what you're doing 
with whatever you're doing with your life to be here and to be a to be a cop or police you. I don't give a shit. You might think that I'm I, I'm, I'm judging a, as a drug dealer. I don't care enough to do that. I don't care enough about what you're doing. Like my job is to get you the, your your medication, and then after I give it to you, after I do everything I'm supposed to do with it, like you do what you want to do with. Like if you if you were to take those pills, and just like open like like pull your pants open and shove all the pills in your pants and then just gyrate with them in your pants, I can't stop you from doing that. Like what you do with the medication I have to give it to you is your fucking business. I honestly do not give a shit. So like people get people getting mad about me saying I'm power tripping or that like. I am trying to, or I'm accusing you of doing something. Like I don't care enough to do that stuff, and I'm personally offended that you think that your happenings in life have that much station in my life. Like, how dare you think that I, I give a shit about you? I have nothing else going on in my life. That I have to care about you and what you got going on. I don't give a shit. So, I yeah, I don't know if I, I I probably speak for other pharmacists as well. Like most of us don't care what you like. We care about your health, but like as far as like your personal habits, I can't stop those. So who am I to take, who am I to sit here and try to judge or care what you do? Like just let me do my job and stop being a dick about me doing my job. I don't want to call your doctor. You think, it's, you think I want to add more tasks for me to do in my day? I don't. <laughs> like, I, I get it, man. I get it. People like people act like I just want to call your doctor. Like I just want to add more shit on my and uh, most of my other shit to do. Like I just want to do that. I don't want to call your fucking doctor. I don't. I don't want to like, or, or the people that's like, I don't, want, I don't, I don't understand why you have to, why you override the doctor. Or how do you, how do you get to question doctors? That's literally my job. That is literally my job. Like if the doctor just give you the prescription, they can just give you the drug. Why would I fucking be here? Ass. There you go. That was a spicy meatball there, sir. <laughs> um. Okay. So we know this episode was late and we know this episode is not the best in quality, but hey, whatever. It's free content and shit happens. So it'll be better next week. We promise. Well, can we do better? We're sorry. We um, but if you want to come and tell us to our face how much this episode sucked, come and see <laughs> us Friday at White Cup doing the live read. No redeeming qualities. Cult 45. Um, it'll be a good time, guys. It'll be like the uh, the beta. You'll be like beta testers for the live, the next live shows that we do from this point going forward. Yeah. Um, and check out the new State Your Take list on Spotify. You can search for it. You can check the link in our Instagram bio. Um, we're going to update that like right after we get off of this. Do you have tracks to add right now? I do. Good. Me too. All right. So with that being said... Um, do you have anything else that you want to say? Well, most of you. We don't care for the rest of you. Damn, Gator Productions.